Welcome to another episode of the Jupiter Farms Residence Podcast. This is now Season 3, Episode 2. Uh, I know that we're at somewhere well over 7,000 downloads, right, David? That is absolutely true. Amazing. And all in all, this is our 26th episode. Uh, my name is Matt. With us today is a skeleton crew, but we like it that way. Today, today with us is Jillian. Hello. And of course, our director and producer, David Charles Guggenheim. Hello. The three of us today, we have we have no no scheduled guest, but I thought it would be interesting to kind of discuss what confluence of craziness brought us all to A, Jupiter Farms, B, Jupiter Farms residents, and C, doing this podcast. Because um, we all come from um, very different walks of life. We call we all come from very different backgrounds. And I think that sometimes getting, you know, that kind of behind the scenes, not that there are scenes because we're basically radio. Um, so how did we all get here? So um, I, I guess now I moved, I moved into the farms. Uh, I think it was 2010. So out of the three of us, I was, I was first, right? Like, yes. And um and I was I was on the the, the board um, first uh, out of the three of us. Well, David, you're not on the board. I'm not on yet. The yet. I'm yet. gonna put that little asterisk in there. Yet. I have to go to more meetings. We're always looking for new blood. I have Don't to go to more me- meetings. <laughs> Don't do it. Do put it. Put your hands. I would down. have to earn it. I would have to earn it. So, all right. So, Matt, you got here in 2000. 20 questions for Matt. Go ahead. 2010 and. I vaguely remember somehow Michael Howard sucked you into this. No, no. Michael Howard had nothing to do with sucking me into JFR. It was um, it was pretty much Susan Kennedy's. I knew one of the two of them were to blame. Well, they're very different people. How did you know them, though? How did your stars collide with theirs to a point they're asking you to do something like this? So I got involved um, on, on the fringes. So I was... I was on the the JFR page and all of a sudden one day I woke up and the admin of the JFR page had made me a co-admin, Brian Daly. Uh, And Brian Daly was on uh, the Jupiter Farms Residence Board of Directors at that time. And and he, I guess, was the only one who was computer savvy enough to, um, and at the time it was, you know, the perfect, you know, storm where Facebook was up and coming. And, and he had created the Jupiter Farms residence group online in Facebook. And um, I, I mean, it had been going along for years and years and years. And um, Kathy Fahey, Susan Kennedy were all admins on that group. And all of a sudden, one day I woke up and I found that I had been made an admin because I was very active in the group. And I kind didn't of- didn't even raise your hand. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like all of a sudden while you sleep, presume. But um, I mean, did I, so, you get did you get because you you haven't lived in a place like this before? No, not yeah. at all. I lived in New York, Los Angeles, Miami. No, I've never lived in a rural atmosphere like this. So I, you know, I was very involved when I first got on asking a lot of questions, uh-huh. getting a lot of answers. Okay. And um and and I'm a really good researcher, you know. Um that's that's part of my background. So um, when people would ask questions, I would really kind of dig into it. And so I kind of got to know Susan online 
And then we decided to stage a coup. <laughs> and, um, and 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 um, and and we we I ran for uh, for the board of directors back I think it was like 2015 or something, and uh, we brought in a whole new crew and that's you know um, Susan was not on the board of directors Susan's president of JFEC the Jupiter Farms Environmental Council but she said look you'd you'd be you'd be perfect for this and we need we need new people we need young blood we need people who are going to to help fight and you know it's it's always interesting how you know, a lot of times people bandy about on the Facebook page saying, well, you know, I've lived here for 30 something years. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, if you look at the makeup of the Jupiter Farms Residence Board of Directors, most of us were not here for 30 something years, but we are the ones who are fighting to keep it rural. So, you know, don't keep waving those credentials in front of us because we're out there doing a lot of the legwork. Um, and, and for a lot of times, some of the people who came before us are still doing the legwork and some of them have, have left it up. But, you know, it's not just that whole, hey, go back to the city because, you know, I'm here. I'm here to stay. I want my water. I want, you know, my well water. I want dark skies and I want unpaved roads and I want to keep it as as rural as possible. So, you know, that you have to kind of watch how, how they throw those things about. All right. What's your next question, Jill? Jillian, what's your next question? I would warn David again. See, one day you're just going to wake up and be on the board. Yeah, I'm just going to make you an admin of the board. Don't ever miss a meeting. One, yeah, one day you're going to miss a meeting. Charge. That's what Michael Howard always says. If you miss a meeting, you end up being vice president. Right. So, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that could actually happen. So, the, yeah, so then, wise. you know, that's how that's what brought me to, to Jupiter Farms residence. And um, I like some of what we do. <laughs> and, and I'll segue into that's kind of how I got involved. So we've been here since 15 and our real estate agent was running for the board. And hmm. she called me up at about, I don't know, six o'clock on a Tuesday night, second Tuesday of the month, which I know now. And she said, you need to come vote for me. And I was like, for what? And I said, you know, my, you're my real estate agent. Of course I will. And I, and I went that night and it was the JFR meeting. It was actually the election. And I was like, wow, because I didn't know we were here, I guess, I guess a couple of months at that point. And I didn't know it existed. JFR existed and went to the meeting and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. And it was pretty packed. And I think there was like a tie that night and they're all scrambling outside to figure out like tie breaking, whatever. Um, and I met, I met Matt that night and then we became friends and then I missed a meeting and now <laughs> I'm vice president. <laughs> so is that true? <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, I, actually, okay. I actually ran, but I, I, um, you never know with these people. You never I, know with these people. Well, and I, and it was funny because I was a little, I'm, I'm not suspicious by nature, but I like to know who I'm. Um, hey, what did you just say? You are absolutely suspicious. By oh, nature. no, I'm, I'm nosy as hell. I'm just not suspicious. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 Interesting combination. Yeah. I'm a little, I tend to be a little, uh, I wouldn't say naive. I would say I give people the benefit of the doubt, but I, I spent a couple of months, um, before I was ready to commit just to see who everybody was and what they were doing and make sure it was kind of what I agreed with. And, um, and it is everything that I agreed with. It's protecting the area and all the, all the reasons why we bought here and plan on dying here. So, and yeah, and then I did miss a meeting and became vice president. But Jill, you, you also, because of your background, um, you know, and, and, and I think, I think this is this kind of speaks to both of us because of your background as an event planner when you were back you know up in New York City you know you bring to the table stuff that I hate doing 
Yeah, pretty much. You know, um, when, when I, when I got on, on Jupiter farms residence, I said, you know, look, I, I, uh, uh, we don't have kids, so I don't really want to be there stuffing Easter eggs with, you know, 4,000, 8,000 Easter eggs with candies. Events are not my forte. Tell me when to show up. I will do it. I will, you know, be there from the beginning to the end, but I don't want to plan tablecloths and, and this kind of stuff. But my, my forte is in performing. So you need me to go up and, and talk at a meeting in front of 500 people at whatever and do our side. I taught litigation skills at the University of Miami. I taught theater. You know, this is my background. I will do all of that advocating stuff. But when it comes to events, boom, that's where Jillian, you know, just flourishes. Yeah. And that that was something I mean, I did that for 25 years on a on a big scale. Um, and that part's fun to me. And my big thing, I'm a people person. So to me, getting to meet people out here and connect what, and you're, you're the you know exactly what I'm thinking. Of, yeah. Right? He's like, and I hate people. No, no, um, no, 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 no. What's your favorite saying about the two of us? Oh yeah. So, so he burns the bridges down and I rebuild them. <laughs> so I do say that a lot. You need each other. You need each other. But yeah, it's just, it's just different personalities. But for me, like the, the, between JFR and obviously, and the Buy Nothing group out here, which is a whole other story, um, to me, that connection between the neighbors, if I know neighbor A, I don't know, I, I've always been that sort of connector, um, even in my old work. It was, it was getting performers with different clients and, and doing a lot of that. So I think that that's one of the bigger things for me is getting the people together because that's what builds our community. And that's She's how we- also really good at remembering names. Because I'm, I like people, so of course well, I remember. And, and the events are good. I mean, as they're someone fun. who yeah, has a family here in the farms, they're a great way to come out and meet your neighbors and, and yeah. you know, re reconnect with, with yep. people that you haven't seen for a while. Yeah, honestly, that's one of the things I'm most looking forward to the end of this pandemic so we can have that really, because, you know, we were we were right on the verge of having the big music festival, kind of a, 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 a big event that was going to span from day to night, which we had never done before. We were, you know, going to trick out the whole area down at the pavilion with lights and we were going to have music and it was just going to be, you know, we have a beer truck, a wine truck, a, a grilled cheese truck. It just sounded like it was going to be a great event. And then boom, everything shut down. And that's the one I'm really looking forward to yeah, getting back in the groove with when Jillian plans it. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. And the the best part too, like Kristen loves ordering things. You know, we don't call her Camazon for nothing. Right. And and she's really great with that. And and I think everybody on the board has has their own thing that they're so good at. Oh, absolutely. Well, Kristen, but, I mean, you know, she she I, I, as much as she hates it, her she's an incredible treasurer. She's an, you know she's an accountant by nature. So you know that fits that mold perfectly. You know, we 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 really have such a, a diverse group that everything blends really well. And we all have our, our strong suits. Yep. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, you know, Jen's great. Like when it, when it's time to, to get the kids out for the games, you know, Christine is great with that too. It just, there, there's, everybody has their own thing that they like to do and do really well. And it meshes. Yeah. yeah, we've got, you know, board members that have families and they know, you know, like, hey, don't forget about this. And it's because Julie and I don't have kids, you know, either together or separately. But, we, you, you know, know so, um, you know, I don't know what what was that, Dave? That you know of. Oh, that's true. 
I'm for sure. Um, <laughs> okay. Pretty sure. Um, but, you, you know, so there are things that just I, I don't think about when there's children involved, you know, like, oh, right. Yeah, I, I, safety, I guess they, like, yeah. Oh, look, yeah, their safety. Good. So we shouldn't use the, the 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 sharpened glass or, you know, the spear, th- you know, whatever. It's just, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, you know, we've got so many people. And then when it comes to the, you know, to the advocacy you know, people like Susan, uh, who, who know county code, people like like Tara, who, who know, you know, science and and how, you know, certain permitting works and how, you know, the rivers flow. And, and, and you know, we just have all of these these people that are just that they contribute upon contribution, contribution, contribution. And, and you get a very well-rounded board, which for me is an ama- amazing thing. It's a great brain trust to have. Um, yeah, no, it does work out well. It really does. So, so now let's 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 talk about. So then we David met David Guggenheim. Who? Who? What? No, I remember. I so you reached out to me first. That's right. That's right. Um, because a a a former member, and this is sort of how I came into the 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 fold, is that a former board member happens to be a member of my family. Right. Earl Morgan is your father-in-law. That's right. That's right. Uh, former board member. And so he knew you, you know, he had been on the board. Right. He had been on the board. And I used to have coffee with Earl, like every Sunday for a couple of months, they were doing this coffee Sundays at the park. Yeah. At the park. Yeah. They, they did that. They had a nice time doing that too. Um, anyway, he, he thought that your personality would mesh well with podcasts. He's a huge podcast aficionado. And he said to me, he said, why don't you do a podcast with, you know, with Jupiter Farms residents? Well, so talk about your back background, David, because you moved here what year? 2017. So, and before that you lived? Lived in uh, New Jersey and worked in uh, Manhattan. In what industry? Come on, don't make me drag it out. I'm going to make you work for it. Every, every <laughs> bit of it. Um, I worked at, uh, I, wor- I worked in national, national radio for 20 years. Um, both in Los Angeles at, at the syndicator uh, that you might know brings us uh, the names of like uh, Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh. Worked for those right. folks for uh, quite a while. And then I moved out to New York City where I started work- working for Sirius Satellite Radio at the time. Are you serious? Are you serious? I am serious. So you were, so you were working in radio. You, and, and what brought you to Jupiter Farms, David? Charles Guggenheim. Well, after founding my own uh, channel at, uh, at Sirius XM, um, I decided to sort of leave that venture behind and sort of close the book on that uh, after accomplishing that. And I sort of fell into doing podcasting where people just started calling me, asking me to help them start up a show. And so it sort of started informally and then after a while, I'm like, oh, I think this is a business that, and really then jumped two feet into it to really understand podcasting as a very separate and unique medium from talk radio. And that's what I had worked in for those 20 years is, is talk radio from, from national. Uh, Did you know that I was, a, I was a DJ? I didn't know that it, it, it was like classical. WKAT classical music in Miami. I was the afternoon drive guy. For Monday, Mondays through Fridays from, I guess I was three to seven. Uh-huh. And um, I think they only hired me because I knew how to pronounce the composer's names. 
That so helps, they, though. Were you reading a script? I mean, did they write no, all that stuff? No, no script. I, you know, my program director would basically be leaving as I would be coming in, and she had everything pre-programmed. Um, and then I would totally mess with what she had pre-programmed because I found these great CDs of um, of the London Symphony Orchestra doing things like by Aerosmith. And, um, and so I would throw that kind of stuff in and then she hated me and she was almost, almost going to fire me. Um, but I was getting the most traction. I actually got an award, which, oh. and, and I mean, the, and the only reason that they hired me is I, I I'm pretty sure I, I had a, I had a friend who, who was also working at the station. He said, look, they're looking for somebody. Um, he was doing mornings and I, said, yeah, let me do it. And I was a member of the, uh, Amer at that time, the American Federation of Television and Radio Actors, because now AFTRA has joined with SAG. So it was, a, it was a nice union gig. I was working at the University of Miami in their theater department. And so I could get out of, out of UM, go and, and do my afternoons, and then go back to UM to direct shows at night. So it was a long day, but it was pretty, it was pretty hilarious. And yeah, it was, it, was, it was a trip. It was pretty funny. But I remember distinctly being um, <laughs> getting getting uh, looking looking at my my the tracks that were coming up, and I see this aria by who I thought at the time was Andrea Bocelli. Nice. That's I, I I had sure. never you know I don't I didn't listen to classical music, so I'm like okay, coming up next is you know. Um, what is it? Well, I forget what it was. Um, whatever the, the song was by Andrea Bocelli. And then I turn it on. I'm like, all right, that's a tenor. That is not a soprano. And uh, my, my, the calls lit up. The radio station it was just getting flooded. Dude, it's Andrea Bocelli's. And I'm like, okay, you know, the one time I screwed up. But, um, but that was a lot of fun. I'm detecting a theme here. The theme was um, my boss hated me and this, that, and I screwed up once. No, my boss didn't hate me It's like an ongoing story. No, no. Matter of fact, WKAT was the, um, speaking because this it, it happened this week, he, that was the radio station that Larry King started oh. out on in Miami. Was yeah. it? In Miami? Yeah, not, it wasn't a classical station at that time, but yeah, it was WKAT. Rest in peace, Larry. Rest in peace, Larry, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So you're in, you're in radio, you moved down here and I get an email. Yeah. Well, well, anyway, so I, I, I started doing podcasting and podcasting sort of put me into this weird position where I didn't need to work for a corporation anymore. I could live wherever I wanted to live. I could do podcasts wherever. Right. And the opportunity came to, to move down here to Jupiter and uh, my, my wife wanted to be closer with her family. And so it just sort of was like a, a perfect opportunity. Right. And I, I'm trying to remember if I actually got an email from you or maybe even Earl at first. Maybe I think Earl reached out. I think he reached out and to, to gauge if you had any interest in, in, in surprisingly enough, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I remember bringing it to the board of directors going, so somebody wants to do a podcast. Now, this is, you know, a couple of years ago, I, I had listened to podcasts here and there. Um, but, you know, it's not like I, you know, in New York, when you've got a, or Los Angeles, when you've got an hour commute, you're looking for every distraction here, you know, my commute was 15 minutes. So, you know, by the time I get through a commercial, I'm pretty much at work. Yeah. But um, I remember bringing it to the board and everyone was kind of like, yeah, sure. Why not? And I'm like, okay, 
you know, is anybody going to listen? And here we are, you know, three years uh, later, and yeah. over 7,000 downloads, yeah. 26 episodes in. And, um, and I think it's, I think it's really awesome. Yeah. So, no, yeah. So what did you, th- what, what, what was your idea? Like when, when you said, okay, Hey, um, I mean, d- was this like your father-in-law saying, Hey, why don't you get in touch with Maddie? You know, call, call Maddie and you guys can do a Jupiter Farms residence podcast. I mean, what were you thinking this was going to turn into? Yeah, I think, well, again, he was, he's a podcast, uh, he's a podcast enthusiast. So he, I think he just sort of saw your talent and saw the issues, you know, facing this community and thought it would be a natural fit. Um, I sort of looked at it like you move into a town what better way to just understand on where you actually are living now than to do to helm the podcast for the the uh, you know group that represents the 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 men and women of the farms? All right. So what have you learned? Well, first of all, we have to say thank you to Earl if you're listening, since he's so absolutely Earl. right. Does thank Earl actually Earl. listen to us? That's he the does. good question. He does. Okay. <laughs> He's he's sixty eight hundred of the seven thousand downloads. <laughs> I'm the other two hundred. So what have you learned? What have what 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 did you learn over the years, David? This is our quiz. Well, we were we were learning a lot about uh, uh, the, the water filtration that you have to have on on your water this past weekend, and I'm like, why is the water yellow? That's David's big t- big takeaway. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, he's talking about something that had happened in his house no, yesterday. No, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that, that that there's a different, you need to know, have a different set of skills when you move out to the farms. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, yeah. all, look at all of us. We're all from the city. And yeah. I don't think other than calling, you know, the utilities and saying, yeah, the water bill's in my name now. Right. You never had to think about the stuff you've got to think about. I remember, no. I remember looking outside going, all right, there's some big tanks and there's a thing. And I had no idea like what any of that stuff was. We actually called, I think it was Mark from H2O just to come out and go, tell me what these, what does this do? How does it work? Yeah. Because I didn't have any idea. And it's really, once you get the hang of it, it's, it's no big deal. Well, I I remember growing up, um, we actually had a water softener down in our basement. So we had those tanks. I never paid any attention to them. I didn't know what they did. I remember a guy came and brought these huge bags of salt on his shoulders down right. these treacherous staircase, the, the, those basement staircases, and I wouldn't think about it. But I knew that I had to yell, not, I, you know, mom, the water's not getting soapy anymore, you know, because as soon as it <laughs> became hard. harder water again. Right. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's definitely the learning curve when you, when you come out here, you're like, what is yeah. all of this? And when so your like, home inspector inspection says, I, I don't, I don't do anything for the water system. I'm like, okay, there's a water system. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, so David, so three years of joining in with us on every episode. Oh, what have you I knew learned what to from, do from when your end. water? Well, yeah, now yeah. your water was yellow. So you knew why, because we had talked about stuff like that. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, I, listen, I think that um, this has been a great primer. It, it's a community building thing. Yeah. And um, I have had people have come up to me and when they find out who I am and, and what I've done on, on this podcast, uh, and, you know, I'm the quiet one, right? Uh, they're like, oh, well, you're a celebrity. You <laughs> See? are. See, that's the thing. And I'm, See, Well, David, if I am, Google you guys... Him. 
Yeah, yeah, right, right. Get it, get it right, Matt. Get it right. You're the man behind the curtain. I am the man behind the curtain. I've always been the guy behind the curtain, but it's fun to peek out once in a while. I and you know, I got um, I don't we I think we talked about it with Amy when she was on because um, you're doing the podcast now for for inside inside bush wildlife, right? That's right, inside and, bush wildlife sanctuary, absolutely. And it for me, it was kind of cool when I heard the first episode because. It was you narrating and, you know, we get to yeah. talk with you, but, but on the actual podcast, you remove yourself unfairly out of the, th like you say some really funny stuff and then you edit yourself out. Yeah. For the <laughs> 7,000 listeners that we have, um, you He's should definitely guy. tune into Bush, the uh, inside Bush wildlife, because it's really cool. I think David C. Guggenheim really shines um, in that. And I think it's, it's also just really informative about, Stuff that you wouldn't think of, because I think most of us out here have been to Bush. We, we know about Bush wildlife, but it gives you a whole nother view without sight. What I find amazing in, in your talent in this area, that first episode I listened to, and I think I mentioned this to you, there, as David was walking through, you heard his footsteps crunching on the gravel. And, yeah. and then you kind of broke in and then you hear the birds in it and... I can't imagine having how much the, of that stuff is doctored in post-production, David, you well, got a Foley artist, nothing, nothing. No, he does all this himself. And that's, what's so cool about it because you have this, I mean, you make us sound great, you know, Matt, that's easy, whatever, but you always make us sound. He's stop. making it difficult for me to edit right now. He, he Thank you. Crunching papers. But to just have the, the vision to bring people in that particular episode, you're bringing people into what you're doing and walking through there through sound. And that's just so it, it's, it's a rare talent to be able to do that. And, you know, I always like send you a message after, Oh my God, this was so incredible, but I really do feel that way. Yeah. It's just, you're, you're amazing at this. And, and what, what's you. also really cool is how I know he's uncredited on your podcast, but the fact that Tony Danza is in every one of those episodes is awesome but you really have to listen in order to, in order to hear them. That's what's cool. I, that's, that's a real, that's a real get. That yes. was nice. I, well, you just, you have to listen to it several times and, and you will, you will discover it. Yeah, no, it's, it's all there. It's, it's, it's all there. What, so um, I, I want to know in your whole, your, your resume, if we were looking at your CV, what is mm -hmm. the thing that you are most proud of? Oh, in, Radio, TV, whatever, film. I, I'm uh, I'm very, very proud of the channel I, I created at SiriusXM because it's it's still going strong, as relevant as ever, and um, you know people you know haven't haven't fighting the good fight, and and we and I helped create that. I I founded it, and and that's definitely uh, you know a, a badge of honor for me. That's cool. That is cool. What about you, Jillian? It is. No, it, it's cool. And for something to, to live on after you're, you're, you've moved on to, to the next chapter. Greener uh, pastures. Yeah. yeah well, well, I, because I, no, he's moved on to, I'm talking about Jupiter Farms. Jupiter Farms are the greener pastures that yeah, you no, moved literally. on to. Come on, follow me, folks. Literally, literally, literally yes. You just said manure patties, and then I would have been easy, like, oh, yeah. Easy, easy. 
Um, what about you, Jillian? If we were to, if we were to look at all of the stuff that you have you have accomplished and done, which is, uh, I mean, a variety of stuff. You know, we didn't even go into your your the rest of your sordid past. Is there is actually you know what you know what I would ask you? What is the funniest? Because you you did parties and parties are like I, I know I've done live television. Parties are you're waiting for the 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 mishap. You're waiting for everything to come to a crumbling end. And I know that there's got to be a funny story on that. <laughs> um, I used to I used to always say it's landmines. I have to spot landmines from a mile away and I have to try to defuse them before they go off. The one that was kind of well, there was one that was very funny to me in retrospect. Uh, we had a huge party up in Connecticut, like literally five tents, six, seven hundred people. And some of the um, teenagers decided it would be funny to get into the back of the property and shut the generator that was running everything off. So right. and and we're talking like it was it was um, the family from 3M. You know, it, it was a big party. Wow. Yeah. And. Luckily, I had amazing dancers working on the party and they're clapping. The DJ's trying to keep everything going because everything just came to a grinding halt right before dinner, just stopped. And I, I, I saw these kids were, you know, a little bit of trouble, didn't think they were going to do that. And I ran through the property, through the woods to try to get to the generator fast. And I'm in black tie in heels, kicked my shoes off. And then I found out that there was deer fencing halfway through, right after I got myself tangled in it. Oh, no. And, you know, the red, the big red plastic deer fencing. And I got caught up in that. I did get to the generator. It took me, I, we were down for about three minutes, um, got it back up. And I was so pissed off at these kids. Like, they were 14, 15. Um, and then my other favorite nightmare was, was the first party, private party that 50 Cent did. So oh. we're up, we're up in, in the rainbow room and, um, my and favorite he's, restaurant. He's, I know. And he's doing um, basically right before dinner is served. So this is the first party he did. And he showed up with, I don't know, six, seven limos, full entourage. And the kids are all dancing and they're singing to him. And a couple of his guys are literally slapping the phones out of kids' hands that you can't take pictures, you know, because they've never done a private event. You know, they didn't want the thing. Right. right. And I turn around and probably 20 or 30 of the people he brought with them sat down at all the adult tables right when the main course went down. And just because all the adults were up, everybody was up at the dance floor watching him. And I turn around, I just see three tables full of his guys, not guests. So now I have to stop the phone slapping and I have to get those tables cleared, emptied and food back before anybody notices. So it was kind of stuff, you know, maybe not so funny, but just it's, it, it was constantly. And that, I think that's what I loved about it most. Like, you know, I, I loved all my clients. I loved all the vendors we worked with, everybody, but everyone was different. You never knew, you know, we had a, a cotton candy machine. Somebody knew, put too much cotton candy on, set the smoke alarms off in the place. And we, we can't let them know. So it's, you know, run into the DJ, crank it up to 11. So nobody can hear the fire, you know, the fire alarms and keep the firemen out of the main room. Just go over there. You know, it's, it's fine. And it, it was always something like that that you tried to avoid and you just couldn't. And you learned for the next time, um, but it made it a lot of fun. As crazy as that, that sounds. Oh, but yeah, it was, I couldn't take that. I couldn't take that. The oh, I, I, I loved it. It was it was yeah. you came home. You, you just well, and she yeah. still loves it. You know, the, the day of the event, you know, you don't want to go near Jillian, but 
you trust her with everything. You know, she's the one who has the entire running order and the sequence of events of everything that's going to happen time down from the last brake man's hand to the last train out of town. You know, she, she knows it. I can't wait. And to- it's, you know, it's, it's also just, you know, having, having a brain trust of people that you can trust is, is yeah. also just really wonderful. I think this was a real fun episode. I think yeah. this was this was this was really fun to banter around, and and maybe in another twenty six episodes we'll we'll do it again with some other people and see where we are in in our lives. We have reached the end of another Jupiter Farms Residence podcast. Um, at this time, while the interior of the Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion remains closed. The next Jupiter Farms Residence virtual meeting will be on February 9th at 7 p.m. The virtual waiting room will open at 6.30. So that's on Zoom. um, And you can always get the informational virtual link posted on our social media the week before. And it's going to be sent out in our newsletter. And it's always posted online, even right now, at jupiterfarmsresidence.com. This month, we're going to have our usual suspects, updates from PBSO officers and Sir Wicked supervisors, as well as Jupiter Farms residents and Jupiter Farms Environmental Council. But we will also be featuring land planner George Gentile, who is going to be presenting the plans for the new Bush Wildlife Sanctuary out here in the farm. So plan on joining us in the Zoom where it happens. Also this month, pitch in and lend a hand to help your community with the Jupiter Farms Talking Trash Cleanup. This month, it's on February 13th, Saturday, at the Jupiter Farms Park Pavilion parking lot at 8 a.m. Refreshments and community service hours are offered. So help keep the farms beautiful and clean. And many thanks for your support. See you there. Sir Wicket has also unfortunately announced that once again, due to the COVID-19 pandemic this year, there will be no annual landowners barbecue. So take that off your planner and off your calendar. So there you go. It's a lot of information. Luckily, you can rewind and listen to us all over again. Once again, thanks for listening to the JFR podcast and be sure that you hit that subscribe button so you'll be notified when a new episode releases and please share it with your neighbors and friends. Once again, thank you to Jillian and thank you to David C. Guggenheim and Someone Talk Media for your direction and engineering and your friendship. And most of all, thanks to you, our audience, for streaming and listening to the Jupiter Farms Residence podcast. Take care, be safe. And we'll be speaking at you again before long from the farm. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Well, yeah, honestly, that reminds me of a time at Sirius XM when the Muppets came. Hi, ho, Kermit the Frog here for with our very special guest. And so, you know, this was this was I thought, you know, I was going to be the next who, in in my opinion. Um, but I, I was I was briefly in the Muppets Take Manhattan. So does Were that you really is that true? I really was. Yeah, just an extra. But it was it was really fun because I, I don't remember you being there. But you know what was really weird about that? Because the Muppets are just so amazing, except when they're just laying there. You know, because yeah. I think that you would be wonderful. (laughs) Apparently, Kermit is going to be our guest today. (laughs) Um, That'd be awesome if Jillian could, you could throw in like a Miss Piggy. Do it. Okay, I'm going to do Miss Piggy now. Oh, Kermit, Kermit, Kermit.
That was pretty good, Jill. Well, that thank nice. you. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's very <laughs> that welcome. We're going to get like, like a cease and desist order from, from Disney. It's going to be awesome. I think Kristen and Kermit the Frog could have a, an interesting conversation. Maybe a duet. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Why are there so many? And they'd be right at the, at the time for filing, and it was like, quick file it. Oh, my God. Ew. What oh. the? Oh, he's like <laughs> monkey boy. That is so weird. Oh, God, don't do that. David, oh, that, oh, it looks like his head is severed. David, it looks like his a, head is severed. Get a screenshot. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Good, because that's oh, all we need. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to be using that in every group chat. That's going to be your new Someone Talk Media uh, logo right there. That could be we the have a mascot now. <laughs> his name is Chimpy. <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> This has been a production of someone talked media.com.